Hello, and welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 49, Black Panther. Hello, Hallie. Hello, David. Hello, Kristen. Hello, David. And hello, listeners. Black Panther is a 2018 American superhero film directed by Ryan Coogler, who wrote, who co-wrote the screenplay with Joe Robert Cole and is based on the Marvel Comics character by Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. Stan Lee, incidentally, makes a cameo in the film at the craps table. He steals all of T'Challa's chips. He does. He, he cameos at in the, every Marvel movie. At the what table? Craps. Oh. Okay. That's the, that's the name of the game. Yeah, but I forget that that's the name of the game. And I thought you said craps table, like C-R-A-F-T. And I was like, I don't remember like a like a crafting station. That's where they met up for washi the black tape. market deal. Yeah. The craft station. The craft station. Yeah. With the washi tape and and the felt and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where they were they were quilting for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Can't believe I forgot that. Old age is hitting me hard. Yeah. Now that you're in your late twenties. I am not. Black Panther mid twenties stars Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Lupita Nyong'o, Denai Gurira, Martin Freeman, Daniel Kaluuya, Letitia Wright, Forrest Whitaker, and Andy Serkis, who I guess played Gollum in mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings movies. He seems like a much larger person than I would have thought would be Gollum. <laughs> Please tell me that Google told you this and it's not that you recognize <laughs> the same guy as Gollum when you couldn't recognize Laura Dern who looks just like <laughs> Laura Dern. Dern. No, I found out through Google. Okay. But I was going to say if you recognize this, I don't know what to tell you, David. I guess I wasn't expecting such a such a beardy guy. Gollum is so small he could grow a beard if he wanted to but he wants his precious not a beard that's true it's true that's that's what he says famously that's yeah almost verbatim yeah i want my precious not a beard yeah yeah he says that in the second movie 43 minutes in <laughs> like, i'm not just pulling quotes out of thin back, air guys that recording yeah the film was a huge box office success grossing over $1.3 billion off of its $200 million budget, becoming the highest grossing film ever directed by a black filmmaker and the ninth highest grossing film of all time, which, funnily enough, only made it the second highest grossing film of 2018 after (laughs) Avengers Infinity War. Infinity War was a big deal. It was. That's what I hear. That grossed over like $2 billion or something. It was was a a lot of money. Black Panther was popular with critics as well, who consider it one of the best films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It received seven Academy Award nominations, including for Best Picture, which was a first for a superhero film, and was the first MCU film to win any Oscars at all for Best Costume Design, Best Original Score, and Best Production Design. In case it's been a while since you've seen it, Black Panther is the story of T'Challa, king of Wakanda, an African nation that pretends to be poor and agrarian, but is secretly the most technologically advanced in the world, thanks to its rich deposits of the metal vibranium. Ascending to the throne after the death of his father, T'Challa must decide which direction to take his country, 
to continue the course of secrecy and protect Wakanda from outsiders, or to give aid to the rest of the world, enriching the lives of others with their scientific discoveries. Tensions come to a head when Eric Killmonger, an American-born son of T'Challa's murdered uncle, arrives in Wakanda and demands a challenge to the throne, defeating T'Challa in combat and leaving him for dead. Some rhinoceroses, a pair of royal sandals, and the most beautiful sunsets in the world, Black Panther. I like that you included the sunsets yeah, as part of that. Yeah, that was nice. That was a nice little touch. It was a nice sunset. It was a nice sunset. Quite good. I like that Killmonger's first name is Eric. Why do you like that Killmonger's first name is Eric? It's just a, it's just a funny name combination. Eric doesn't seem like the name of a guy who would also be called Killmonger. I only know a couple Erics, and they're very sweet people. So you don't know enough hmm. Erics. Don't know enough. You know different Erics. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we do the personality quiz? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Sure thing. This one was fine. There were I liked this one because there were many options per question. It was, you know, it, I mean, there were, but like, there some were, of them but were it like, was like, some of them, I'm I mean, were pretty going. obvious. Who, but I, I looked at a couple quizzes. Obvious. I looked at a couple quizzes, and some of them just had like two. You had like two choices per question. I was like, that's not, that's not fun. Oh, no. I was hoping, though, that you would send the BuzzFeed one because I took that one, I think, when Black Panther came out. And I wanted to see if I still got the same character. And you did not send the same quiz. And I did not get the same character. Hmm. Well, how about that? Who did you get, Kristen? I got Shuri. It says, you are Shuri, the smartest person in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Don't laugh at that. Why are you both laughing? I expect this from Hallie, but from you, David. Uh, It says, the sister of Black Panther, you are smart enough to create all his equipment and costumes and can even use vibranium to heal people. And it doesn't hurt that you're one of the funniest people around either. So, ha! I am funny. Sure. Sure Sure Ha-ha-ha. God. Yeah. So I got Shuri. Yeah, Shuri. Shuri's great. Whereas last time I got Umbaku. That was fun. (laughs) Different quiz. Anyway, who did you guys get? (laughs) Hallie. Sorry, moving from Umbaku to Shuri is just such a, it's such a mood. Uh, I got, I got Nakia. You are Nakia, the free spirit who wants to do good in the world. More than anything else, you want to help people, and if it means giving up a comfy life to go out into the wider world, you'll do it. You're brave, resourceful, and you know how to have a good time. Nakia's the best of us, so I am very pleased with Nakia. Yeah, Nakia. I mean, she's she's great, but she's not Shuri, so nice try. Shuri is, she's Shuri is pretty great. I also got Nakia. Nice! So, two to, so you're two to one. Yeah. Nakia. Free Nakia. spirit wants to do good in the world. Yeah. Giving up my comfy life to <laughs> go out to the wider world. That's what I'll do. Classic David move. Brave and resourceful. Things people say about me all the time. Yeah. Well, that was that was a quiz. That, that was, was a quiz. quiz. It was fine. I had fun. What's weird... 
What's weird, though, is I swear most of the answers, you know, it was one of those, like, you could tell who you'd be getting based on it. And I was still surprised. I didn't think that many of my answers were Shuri answers, and yet I got Shuri. Fine All by Shuri's me, answers but... were like, I'm going back to the lab. Right? And I, I didn't have do any of those. Because I'm going to the lab. I clicked, right. like, walking around the market with my family and things like that. And I'm like, wow. How did we get here? I thought I was going to get T'Challa based on my answers, but apparently not. What did you think of Black Panther, David? Yeah, man. Scale of 1 to 10. So, I think this is probably a movie that rewards rewatching. Like, I appreciated it a bit more on my second time through, because I did watch this one. I watched it like one and a half times through. I watched about half of it today. I'm not sure that this is my style of superhero movie. Like, I want to state again how much I really loved Into the Spider-Verse, <laughs> which I think is among my favorites of the movies that we've watched so far. And maybe since next since next week is episode 50, maybe we should put a list together of our top, like, three to five movies for next time. Does that sound like a good idea? Just Like, like what we've watched so far. Yeah, of what we've seen so far. Yeah. I'm going to need a list of what we've seen so far. They're uh, they're on the website. That's true. Which is <laughs> catchingupdavid.podbean.com. If you somehow got this somewhere else, I don't know <laughs> where else you would have uh, be listening to this right now. But in case it came from somewhere else, that's our website. See what I did there? I gave us a chance to plug in our website on our own podcast where people already know what already the website know about is it. Yeah. because I'm very helpful. Yeah, that was... That Smartest was, uh, person in the world. That was smooth. Um, but yeah, so um, let's put together a list for next time. I really yeah. loved Into the Spider-Verse. I, I think what I really loved about Into the Spider-Verse is it's a movie that's it's very humanist it's a lot about people and more so than it is about like political ideas and technology which is kind of what i got from black panther um like everyone in black panther sort of aligns with a political philosophy and t'challa is pulled between the different extremes that are sort of represented by nakia who wants to provide aid to other countries and help the poor and Wakabi, who is the the border patrol guy, who's anti-refugees, very pro-war, um, and like he's pulled in, he's pulled between the leadership of his father, who came before him, and those who would sort of want to take the country in a new direction. He's sort of like the middle of this map of different political ideas, and he's kind of got a lot of things to choose from. And like that was okay, but I missed like family scenes or like the domestic sort of humanizing scenes between the characters which is something that spider-verse really incorporated so well into its superhero narrative um and i like it now more than i've stood on it a bit and like I, I watched it over the weekend and i watched it again a little bit today um sort of like i think i was unfair to clueless last episode like <laughs> yes <laughs> i i've liked it more after i i edited the podcast also because I was up late and couldn't sleep. <laughs> and so I was like, I'll just get this done for, a, you know, a week in advance or whatever. Um, but listening to you both defend it and talk about what you liked about it and editing it, listening to it again, I was like, yeah, you guys are right. I think it's definitely better than a six. Yes. Um, 
even yes, even if even if teen comedies like are not my thing but i think it was a little bit tropey um there were a lot of like beats that i i knew exactly what was going to happen before they happened like pretty much everything with the jabari like umbaku comes to challenge t'challa after the other tribes decline it's like yeah of course we've already established that the jabari are like gonna fight everybody and then later umbaku's like no we won't help you and of course the jabari show up to turn the tide of battle at the end like of, like all these things i don't know i saw him coming and i was kind of i was kind of annoyed that i could see them coming but and and it so much of the conflict ends up in like tough dudes battling which i think i might have grown out of so i'm not sure what number i want to give it i think i'd rather watch titanic than black panther which again would <laughs> really? put it that which again would put it down around a six or so, but that also feels too low. So I don't know. I don't know. How do you feel about Black Panther? I think it's real good. I love Black Panther. Actually, I, I forgot how good it was when I was rewatching it. It was better than I remembered. And I remembered it being really good from the get-go. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think watching it through like the first half of it the second time I did appreciate it more than when I was watching it the first time. And if I watched it a third and fourth time, I may enjoy it even more, but after one and a half watchings, I don't know. I think, I think it's just maybe there are other things that can happen with superheroes that I like more than this thing that happened with superheroes, I guess. I mean, that's fair, but this was also, like, such a, like, like, such a big deal for, you know, it's like a, like, it was a black superhero, and, like, the only notable main white character, I would say, is, uh, what's his name? Everett. Everett. Martin Freeman? Yeah, Ross. Martin Freeman. No, it's not Ross. Ross is the other guy. What's his last name? Is uh, it Ross? It's Ross. It's Ross. Oh, yeah. it is. So he's related Ross. to the other Ross guy. OMG. Yeah, like I really appreciate. I've never that, connected that. That like um ah that he doesn't like get to talk when they're at the Jabari uh the Jabari place, and like I don't know it just like 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 it could have been done dirty, you know, like how, and, and it wasn't. So I was very thankful and happy about that. And I think that of all the Marvel films, this is definitely one of the ones that deserved, that deserved the best picture nomination. I was really happy. This was the first, uh, this was the first superhero film to be nominated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of things that I really did enjoy about it. I like, I liked the cast a whole lot. The, the settings and the the scenery like all the all the the set stuff was really great um all the stuff all, all the, the stuff all the stuff in it was really great yeah i don't know maybe superhero thing things are just not my favorite you don't like action david there was and a, there was a lot of action and adventure movie and you were like this has too much action and adventure so i did not <laughs> expect you to like the action superhero movie because anytime we watch a movie where people fight you're like there was so much fighting and i don't understand why it was necessary so i like there are movies that involve fighting that i do enjoy i think such as 
Um, <laughs> Ongbok? What? That's just a sound. That's <laughs> not a movie. There's a, there's a martial artist whose name is Tony Ja, and he's incredible. Like, I think, I think part of, like, when I like fighting movies, there are things that are like, watch this guy who's an incredible martial artist do things like do a flip kick and break a street light. Like, he can jump that high and kick a street light out, which is just like a crazy stunt for someone to do. I don't know. There, there are things like, things like that where, um, like martial arts movies where people are just, which is just like all sorts of crazy choreography and stuff. And there's no CGI doing flips off of cars and stuff. Like, I don't know. That kind of stuff is like, all right, we've gone too far. (laughs) I guess like I'm with you in that I much prefer the former action that you listed. And I get real tired and real sick of specifically the really long and loud Marvel glowy lights. When people have magic, they're like, they're like beams will glow for such a long time. And it's so loud. And, and it, it, it really gets under my skin. It, ah. So I, I hate when the action gets too much, but I don't feel like it does in Black Panther. Black Panther doesn't bother me so much. I feel like there's a lot of space between the action scenes and they're all like, different lengths of time so it's not like you they're varied there's variation in when they happen and like i don't know they're 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 just like solid action scenes i wouldn't say they're necessarily my favorite in any marvel movie but they're not like they're not my least favorite either yeah they're i mean they're okay i think a lot of it is just like you know we're two dudes in conflict and we're going to settle it through violence. And I'm like, okay, I guess. Well, yeah, there's, <laughs> we're going to shoot each other movie, from man. cars. Okay. Like, like I, I feel like being tropey is not necessarily a bad thing for like a genre of film. Like it can get kind of annoying when you can predict literally everything, but like being predictable also doesn't make a bad movie. It just means that they're laying down the setup and payoff really well. And I think part of that is dudes being like, we have to fight. Like, I agree. It's a way better superhero movie when there is a humanist touch, like in Spider-Verse and when they try to make it like a good movie in addition to a good superhero movie. But like I, as a moviegoer, would be disappointed if I went in and two dudes didn't fight each other and I got to watch it and have fun because it's a movie. Yeah. All right. Like it's I can like, see, like I can see that. Like I think I think something that I prize very highly in, in movie going though is being surprised or like having things happen that like I didn't see coming and not necessarily in like a a twist way like oh what a twist you fooled me just like things that I've never seen before or structures that I've never seen before which is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you watch Holy Motors because that whole movie is just (laughs) one set of scenes after another that's like 
never seen that before. Okay, <laughs> what I a... guess you're right. That movie's like... a big question mark, though. Like, <laughs> I don't want to walk away from a movie uh... saying, who benefits? <laughs> yeah, Especially like... when there are, like, str- like, again, yeah, it can be frustrating when you predict everything that's going to happen. But also, that's part of what makes a genre a genre, is that, like, in the chick flicks, the guy and the girl always get together at the end. And if they don't, yeah, that is, like, different sometimes. But if you're, like, in the mood for it, that's that's what you want to see. And if I, like Hallie said, go to an action movie and there aren't at least two fight scenes like that is the bare minimum because you have to have the big end fight and you have to have some sort of fight early on in the beginning where you're like oh god here's a force that we have to deal with you gotta have at least those two and if there were none or only one i'd be like this is this is not a superhero movie it meets other checkpoints but it's not that one and i don't know i would rather have something predictable but good as opposed to question marks and me going what the heck did i just watch that was nonsense question mark the entire time literally the entire time every time every moment of that movie was me going like does david actually enjoy this are we being punked right now like what's happening well no offense to your taste no in movies. To <laughs> We're really excited. We're really excited to watch the next one. <laughs> so stoked! Can't wait for episode fifty. That's Two next. Big thumbs next way up. episode. It is. I uh, I tried to pick one that I think everyone will enjoy this time. Though it does remind me of another movie that we've watched, and I don't remember how Kristen felt about it. I think Hallie liked it, but oh, I don't. I want to know what movie. No, because if I spoil it, if I say it, then it. Okay, but you have to. You have to remember this comment though. Oh, I will. I'll. I'll definitely bring it up. I'll definitely bring it up um, next episode when we're talking about it. But okay, interesting. Yeah, I. I guess too. Like I haven't seen a lot of superhero movies, so I don't have a lot of. I don't have a lot that I can compare this one to. I suppose so. So like if I if I had seen the rest of the Marvel movies and then saw Black Panther, I guess I could I could definitely see that like, oh, this is one of the best of them. Yeah, I bet yeah, that's um, a good point. So that's the framework you, that I'm coming from. And that Kristen is coming from. Did you watch the end credit scenes? Because I wanted to know if you saw them, especially the second one. I and did. Were like, I didn't. Question mark? I didn't know who that was. Interesting. Yeah, there was Because just... I remember, I, I have not seen this movie in forever, but I saw the end credit scene. And when the person walked out of the hut, I remember, is it a hut? I can't remember. Person walked out of the building. Um, my friend and I both like grabbed each other's arm and were like oh my god oh my god and then they showed his face and we were like oh my god and it was a big deal so i i felt bad that because you have not watched the other marvel movies that meant nothing to you it carried no weight yeah i don't i don't know who bucky is <laughs> he you may never know i i may not i may not know who that is but unless you just start binging what Oh, I don't like. Did Bucky. you just say that's fine? Yeah. 
Hallie, I'm going to kill you. I know I say that all the time, but like every time you say something like this, I get more and more serious about it. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. Hallie's wrong, by the way. I'm not. Bucky's great. Eh. You're the worst. Well. But no, Black Panther is great, and I do think that you would have a pretty. Because, I mean, I enjoy the Marvel movies. Even like a lot of people give Age of Ultron a hard time. And I don't think Age of Ultron is that bad. I think it's just burdened with the fact that you have, it's it's the midpoint. It has to get us from point B to C. So we had the fun intro of A to B and you get the fun conclusion of C to D, but you have Age of Ultron, which tries to bring people from B to C. And I think a lot of people get frustrated with that. It's like, it's so like a lot of people. the middle movie of a trilogy is never the best one. Except for Hunger Games. Okay. That's like you the might, one exception. You might have a point there. Empire Strikes Back but, is supposedly the best Star Wars movie. Is I, it? I thought everybody again, liked Return but... of the Jedi. No, I think people think that one's goofy because of the Ewoks. Yeah, oh, people okay, don't well, like the Ewoks. Fine, fine. I do because they look like little Teddy Grahams and Shih Tzus. Anyway, so I think... Even the even the Marvel movies that a lot of people are like, ugh, not my jam. I still have a lot of fun with, but I think if you had seen them, you could have objectively seen that Black Panther did a really great job. I remember coming out of that one and just being like, wow, that was a solid movie. There yeah. weren't really points where I got frustrated or, you know, after you think about it for a couple of days, you're like, mm, but there is this part that I wasn't too satisfied with like again watching it now it maybe had points where you could predict what was going to happen obviously i've seen it before but i still enjoyed re-watching it it wasn't boring even though i knew what happened well that's that's like that's all you can ask for right <laughs> yeah so i like i like the soundtrack too i thought yeah. Oh, music, soundtrack was great. Music was great. I like Kendrick Lamar a lot, and I think he did most of the music for the movie. Was it most of it? I, th I know there's at least one song, but I don't know. I, I just, it had a good soundtrack. Yeah. Good, good music. Yeah. And Into the Spider-Verse had a great soundtrack, too. It did. That was a sure big did. part of the reason that I enjoyed it. Have these movies considered that they just need a really good soundtrack? And that could bring it up several <laughs> points. Yeah. Like, really commit to it. Really lean into it. I'm sure I'm sure that uh, soundtrack is high on the list of priorities when... All they have to do is put Toxic by Britney Spears on there in some scene. In every single movie. <laughs> every, <laughs> every single movie. Toxic by Britney Spears. Every scene. Yeah. At least once. No, but that's one of the best things. The internet the internet putting various different scenes of movies to toxic. It's great. It's it's true. Is that a thing? That's a thing. Uh-huh. Okay. People are like this, but with toxic in the background. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I came here to see. Mostly what I know about toxic is there was um a folk cover or a bluegrass cover of it that was really popular among my friends in college. I think it's by Nickel Creek. If you haven't heard the Nickel Creek Toxic cover, I recommend it. Hmm. Hmm. I'll have to yeah. give it a go. So, 
Um, a lot of good fiddle work. I do like a good fiddle. Yeah. So, so talk to me about vibranium. Is it kind of magic? It seems to do bit. like whatever the plot requires of it. Like it heals people. It absorbs bullet energy to blast people with. It's bulletproof. My, I don't know. I think you also have to. You also in this movie have to understand that one. They have dealt with vibranium for forever. They've had it always. So it's not like a foreign thing to them or a resource that they have very little of. So they don't want to squander it on pointless little things. And then also Shuri is canonically, is that how you say it? Canonically? Yeah. I feel like this is the second time I've tripped up over that. I don't know. Uh, the smartest person in the MCU. Like, you are introduced to Tony Stark and Bruce Banner in the Avengers, and you know that they're very smart, but Shuri is smarter than them. And so I think you have to just include that when you understand Vibranium, because our knowledge of it, I think before this, for the most part, was just that... That's what Captain America's shield is made out of. And, you know, super durable, basically bulletproof, apparently can ricochet off of trees and buildings and whatnot. So it is like a little bit magic, but I feel like it was more magic in this movie. I do wish they had explained, though, how a vibranium little like pellet thing placed in a bullet wound healed him because yeah, i want to know that that that's a big old question mark to me that maybe yeah. needed some more time yeah so i will give them you know the wiggle room of like i said they've always had vibranium it's a resource that they have an abundance of and sure he's super super smart but yeah that one was confusing yeah i did i did really like shuri and i appreciated that like seemingly all of the tech in Wakanda was designed by a teenage girl. Yeah. I really liked when uh, when T'Challa had to call her and she had to do the thing with the car where she took it over. She got really excited about that. She was like, yes! When she ran over to do the little driving in the car. That was cute. She was so, she was so happy to be doing that. Yeah. She was. It was nice to see. Yeah. Love Shuri. She's fun. Just like me. Sure is great. Mm. Sure is Just great. Just like me. I didn't like that Killmonger was all lumpy. I've heard a really... In, like, you mean the scars that he did? Wait, what? Like, I got him. I just, like, looking at him, he's all lumpy. I saw a really interesting <laughs> thing. Or maybe I read it. I can't remember if, I, if it was a video <laughs> or something, like an article. But they were talking about how hard it was, the uh, makeup and costume department, to do the scene where he was fighting T'Challa because all of those little tiny, you know, bumps, like obviously Michael B. Jordan doesn't have those. And so it's little tiny prosthetics that they have to put on there and how difficult it was to get them to stay on because he's moving around a lot and he's in water and he's sweating and there's all this action, and it was just, like, a nightmare, I guess, to try to get those to stay on in a very, like, functional way that also didn't, like, restrict his movement or anything. And I don't remember what the solution wound up being and how they got it to work, but I hadn't thought about that at all when I first saw the movie. I was just like, ooh, fight scene, yes. And seeing it this time, I was like, wow, 
big props to the costume and makeup department because that had to be a nightmare to sort out. And they did it so well. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, they none did. Of them fell off. None of them, not that I saw. It also unsettles me though. I don't know. What was I that? I don't like when he takes his shirt. It it, it unsettles me. They unsettle me. I don't yeah. think anything Michael B. Jordan little, does could unsettle me. <laughs> what I was going to say, what I told Hallie yesterday as we were leaving yeah. is um, that I didn't want to say, because it's not really a spoiler, but like I saw a list of like hottest Marvel villains, and my very first thought was Killmonger has to be number one. I will maybe accept that he's number two if number one is like a solid argument, but I cannot imagine anyone being higher and he was number two and i was like what what and the thing is that loki was number one and i love loki with all of my heart i really do but if we're talking like pure shallow hottest marvel villains eric killmonger number one and that is why bumpy and all that's fine fine by me i saw that in the trivia, and I don't know if this is true or not, but his armor is supposed to look like Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z because Michael B. Jordan is also a fan of Vegeta from Dragon Ball I Z. I heard that. Yeah, he's an anime nerd. I uh, I just I thought that it. was I thought that was funny. It wasn't a connection that I made, but when I read it, I was like, oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Another another case of like a villain who makes good points but then goes about it in the wrong way like yeah there's there's a lot of inequality and people definitely took stuff from like (sighs) other countries definitely like pillaged but his his murderous plans could be less murderous yeah i definitely appreciated the shade thrown at the Brits and the Americans. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, he calls Agent Ross a colonizer at Mm -hmm. one point, which was good. Um, It was just... And, like... It was fun that they had a villain who... Because I feel like, you know, sometimes they try to do villains where you sort of agree with them, but you still mostly are like, no, stop, they're bad. But I think, you know, when we first meet him, we're like, yeah... He's got a point. And it's it's a bit more of a gray area for a longer period of time than I think it is for most yeah. villains in the movies. Because, again, made a lot of great points. Don't ultimately agree with him, but, well, like... I mean... <sighs> well, how like... do you feel about the... Um... Oh, go ahead, Hallie. I was going to say that, like... Aside from any scene that Killmonger himself is in, one of my favorite scenes is when T'Challa is is at death's door and he's talking to his dad and he's like, why didn't you take the child? And yeah. his dad explains why. And then T'Challa just loses it, goes, well, you were wrong. Like, I just, you know, that explains so much about Killmonger and it just like leaving the child behind was so sad and him watching the sunset is so sad and his line mm-hmm. i'm going to be left by ancestors who jumped from the ships was so fucking sad and just like oh it bums me out he's a really good villain yeah his um 
his politics are sort of like they tie back to the flashback at the beginning where the king's brother Njobu wants to use the Wakandan technology to help people of African descent around the world defeat their oppressors and mm -hmm. the king king T'Chaka is against it how do you how do you feel about that idea should they have given out their weapons to help the oppressed or should they have stayed hidden and out of world conflicts don't give me a political question Kristen, like, go. But, like, <laughs> Kristen go I, I don't know it's hard because I feel like in almost anything you don't want to necessarily become like not too like you always want to help people but I think sometimes in a lot of situations you have to draw that line between like okay when is it helping versus maybe making it worse which sounds really bad because they're trying to like defeat the people who are oppressing them which they absolutely should do but I'd, I'm not super big on a lot of violence I don't give me this question David I don't <laughs> like it I, I say pass I say pass because it, it's sort I, of a, ultimately it's sort of it would a... have been nice if Wakanda had done more. And it's like T'Challa said, like, you were wrong. You should have done this. And I, I love that they open up their borders at the end. And they decide to share their knowledge and their resources with people. Um, I prefer it from the stance of sharing knowledge and resources and humanitarian aid. Not so much sharing war. But I know that sometimes fighting is necessary for oppressors because they, they don't. They don't always like civil disobedience, and you have to get more in their face than that. But ultimately, my answer is pass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is sort of the big question of the movie, right? The choice between sort of isolationism and globalism. Like, do we stay out of the international eye and just protect ourselves and think of what's good for us? Or do we use our advanced technology to help out the world? And like, I wish it were maybe a little bit more nuanced in the movie, but like I appreciated the discussion of the issue. I just and... see how earlier on they were like, "No, nah, we gotta, we gotta keep our resources hidden." Like I guess they had the resources to fight back if they wanted to, but I think that was um, still very much so when people were all about gaining territories, and not that people aren't about that now, but well, I feel like people are like. <sighs> Like, like they're just they're gonna come for the vibranium now. It's gonna be less about territory and more about taking the resources. Or that's a plot point that could come or, up now that I assume yeah, would be that's a major what I reason meant, in but... universe. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant land. I I meant land, but also just like resources and and what they have. I don't know. I can see how. I don't, it feels like the world is extra connected these days. And so I can see how opening up borders now seems safer than it did, you know, maybe 35 years ago. But also, I wasn't around 35 years ago, let alone in the condition to make these big decisions on behalf of an entire country and its people. So I understand that it's a very complicated, nuanced decision. I saw a tweet once. That um, was like, imagine like Wakanda is like what many uh, African nations could be if they were just left alone by you yes. know, the Brits and other white folk. And that 
bummed me out like a lot so i always think about that when i'm faced with the dilemma in the movie because like on the one hand yeah it feels like a common sense thing to share your resources with the world especially because you are so wealthy and powerful and because like nakia wants to use all of that for good she's gonna make a great queen she's gonna be fabulous but also because that could have been like it's yours it's yours nobody Mm -hmm. else uh nobody else uh needs to benefit from from this and like you know historically when when nations like that have nice things we just take them so it makes sense to me that they were like no we're a secret nation everybody can leave us alone i don't know it's really tricky i also pass because i don't feel equipped to answer this question i am woefully uninformed (laughs) and very aware of it and pass (laughs) how do you feel about it david how does it feel to be put on the spot david yeah david I didn't expect you to actually give me an answer, but no! <laughs> I wanted to see what would happen if I asked. And now you know. And now I know. Well, now you have to give. Yeah, us you an have answer. to answer too. No, I, I agree with I agree with what you said. I think there's there's no like real easy answer to it. Like, do you stay? It, like, it is a movie that's a lot about secrets, right? Like Wakanda keeps their tech secret, and then um, Zuri keeps the secret of Njobu's death at the hands of T'Chaka a secret for a long time. Zuri at one point says that like we had to maintain the lie about Wakanda, um, and I think I I can understand both sides of it, and I don't know I don't know which is which is right. Like, obviously, one hopes that in a, I don't know, one hopes that nations that have technological and, you know, knowledge superiority will share that with the rest of the world. But it also, I don't know how I feel about expecting that of anyone especially Wakanda like they don't they don't owe the rest of the world anything no they do not they do not and you just know too that like after T'Challa's announcement of like Wakanda is you know opening ourselves up to the world and here's what we have to offer that people absolutely are going to be like where were you during this and this and this and yeah. this and oh, this God. and it's like just let Wakanda be man yeah it's a it's a really hard decision and I am not equipped to make such a decision but I did I did appreciate the the secrets of the movie like there were a lot of there were a lot of reveals that happened that were kind of like you know even even learning from agent Ross that Killmonger was working with the CIA it was just kind of like what there were a lot of those. There were. There, there were a lot were of those lot of, moments. Yeah. Yeah. I, that and was you didn't think the I movie was surprising enough for you. Yeah, David. <laughs> How uh, do you feel now? Yeah. No, I mean, I I feel about the same. Okay. Sure, <laughs> David. How do you um? 
moving on to something I guess tangential. This this was another movie where like the Princess Diaries where the 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 path to succession of the country seems to need a little bit of an overhaul. <laughs> like <laughs> you've got the royal family and they exist, but anyone from the other tribes can just like choose to fight and kill them for the throne. Well, but only and on then... only only during a succession the transfer... that's already happening. Well, yeah. but unless they've been installed as a leader and a member, a distant member of the royal family, even <laughs> one who's never been to Wakanda, can just show up and decide he's going to battle the king to the death. Okay, well, like, like you know, <laughs> Like, what's ideally... the point of having a royal family if there's also ritual combat? Well, and... no, so I feel, I feel like that wouldn't have been allowed if Eric had just grown up in Wakanda. They'd be like, nah, you missed challenge day. But because he missed challenge day, they were like, okay. He missed you challenge day. And he came back with the guy, with, with, the, with the guy who's dead, Gollum. Claw. And, Claw. yeah, and Gollum. And so they got, <laughs> he had that going for him. Dead Gollum in a Plus, sack. it's the fact that it's the big reveal that T'Challa's dad killed Killmonger's dad. So it's it's not just like, oh, I'm your long-lost cousin. It's like, I'm your long-lost cousin, and I did this thing that even the king before you couldn't do for years and years. And, oh, by the way, your king may not have been so holy and great as you once thought, because, ha, he murdered my dad. So you can, and, and you know, he missed the ceremony day. So there's a lot he going missed, on. You missed Challenge Day, man. Yeah. Like, you missed this... Challenge Day. <laughs> I don't it's know. not like they're they're more lenient than like school yearbooks, where if you miss yearbook picture day, you just get you're not in in the yearbook. Yeah, Wakanda yeah, thinks that's dumb, and they say you missed Challenge Day. <laughs> that's okay. We can have another Challenge Day. As long as you're a blood relative. As long as you're a blood Make relative. Makeup Challenge Day. And you came back yeah. with a with a dead arch nemesis. And I feel like other stuff. I feel like the context of that scene allowed it. I feel like um, had Shuri wanted to challenge T'Challa, she would have had to do it on Challenge Day because she was already there. But I feel like, or anyone from the other tribes, if they had been like, um, we were kind of on the fence on Challenge Day, yeah. but it's been about four days, and we're pretty confident in our decision now. I think they'd be like, okay, well, you should have been confident in your decision on Challenge Day. Next question. Keep going. There are a lot of asterisks that come with Eric's arrival lot, that allow of, him to... A lot of asterisks. Eric has a lot of asterisks. What? What's funny about that? I have no idea. In the uh, in the comics, apparently. Aster Eric. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Eric shows up, and there are like three asterisks. It's like us watching Holy Motors with the question marks, but it's just these. They keep showing up. It's like yeah, these. These are all this Eric's next movie asterisks. is gonna have a lot of. <laughs> Next movie's gonna have a lot of pound symbols. <laughs> Just the old hashtag. You're like, what does this like, mean? A lot of like superscript labels. <laughs> the is it the brevet? Gonna have a lot of brevets. 
in the in the comic books apparently uh okay. as t'challa sort of recovers from getting wounded in battle shuri is found suitable for the role of black panther and ruler of wakanda Woo-hoo! so Woo! shuri actually does get to take over for a little bit and maybe that will come into fruition come black panther too maybe it will Maybe that was another really sad thing is that I kind of like forgot that Chadwick Boseman died until the, I, I was about I... five or ten minutes into the movie, and then I was like, "Oh no, yeah. Chadwick Boseman!" And I got really yeah. sad. Yeah, that's really sad. Yeah. Anyway, Succession in Wakanda. Succession in Wakanda. When you first were like. Black Panther is kind of like the Princess Diaries. My very first thought was like, there was no Paolo to give a makeover. I do not know how he's going to draw a line between these two. <laughs> Where the fuck was Paolo, David? <laughs> is he one of the asterisks? Because Paolo isn't here, Eric gets to challenge T'Challa. Yes. Yeah. That, yes. Where's Paolo? I'm gonna ask that in every movie we watch now. Where's Paolo? Where's Paolo? <laughs> Who benefits? Thematically pirates. Where's Paolo? God. Speaking of the of the challenge, how did you feel about there being an antidote thing to the heart shaped herb, where they're just I like. Think- we're just going to give you this potion that takes away all of your powers for a little while. That's good, because, I mean, yeah. if I had to fight Steve Rogers, one, Steve Rogers would never. But two, he's a super soldier. Like, he clearly has a huge advantage on me. So if they're going to do this, it has to be an even playing field. Yeah, I... If they uh, didn't I, do I, that, just... I'd be like, hey, losers, you, that's not cool. No wonder this family always wins. <laughs> right (laughs) well i was just i was just curious that there was something that took away the powers rather than giving them like why doesn't everyone in wakanda take the heart-shaped herb they could all be super strong in herb well there are are a whole bunch of plants in the garden before killmonger burns them all well okay they're like being careful about it david Look, they have, they clearly have more integrity than, like, normal people. Like, they clearly, the Wakandans are clearly one step ahead of everybody on the integrity and moral virtue track. With their heart-shaped herbs that nobody ever tries to steal, and how everybody respectfully waits until challenge day to fight the new king. Except for Eric, but Eric. he has a lot of asterisks. But he has a lot of asterisks, so it's okay. Like, and I was just, Hold I was just like, it's one. very, it's a very high-level, sacred, religious sort of thing to them. So I just, you know, I assume they were raised so steeped in that tradition and the importance of it that no one even thinks, like, what if we all took the heart-shaped herb no, that's for the king, man. Or the queen, See, because I like to think Wakanda is, uh, is, I think if Shuri was born first, she would be the heir. 
See, I like that that's what Hallie's answer was of like, everyone respects it, but I grew up in America, and apparently Hallie (laughs) didn't, but I grew up in America, and so I was like, okay, but if you give one other person the heart-shaped herb, they're going to be like, no, I don't want to give this back, I'm super strong and super fast, and then they're (laughs) going to have to give it to everyone, and so then what they do is they just take it away, because also the fight is about who you are as a person. Not when it's like who you are as a person plus special abilities. With great power comes great responsibility, except mm-hmm. this responsibility is beating another man to a pulp or a woman. Yeah. Did you follow that? It didn't make sense, but it, it does at the same time. Like it tracks, but it doesn't, but it does. It's like, it's like a virtue thing, you know, like I really appreciate it. That the that like that even if you question it, like why doesn't everybody just take it? That at least the narrative was like, here's how things are. You have to prove that you that you can do this without without the it's, magic power. It's Tony and... in Homecoming when he's mad at Peter and he's like. You don't deserve to have this. I don't remember what he says specifically. Oh, oh, when he's like, I just wanted to be like you. I wanted you to be better. No, it's before that. It's, um, it's, um, if you can't do it without the suit, you don't deserve to have it. Something like yes. that, right? That's what it is. I love you, that scene. And I know that, again, yeah. this scene is them fighting. It's, it's not necessarily like this big heroic thing. But if you can't do it without the, without the heart-shaped thing, then you don't deserve to have it. That's what it comes down to. Yep. That's a fact. If you had seen Homecoming... David, have you seen Homecoming? Spider-Man? Why would he have seen... I'm gonna... I I don't know, but that one should be on... That one should be on the list, though, because of how much everyone universally adores Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Okay, that's true. Although my parents stopped watching Homecoming because it didn't have a plot, and I was really confused about what they meant by that. I still don't know. Your parents thought that the new Grinch movie is, like, the (laughs) best Christmas movie to come out, and that is one of the, like, two movies in my life I've ever wanted to walk out of the theater from. I know. (laughs) I know. Such a garbage movie. Your parents seem like lovely people, but when you told me that information, I was like, oh my god. My parents are wonderful people. And I, I, I'm happy it brought them such joy. But no, but but they are wrong about Homecoming. Homecoming's really great and it does talking... have a plot. Yeah, it does have a plot. Great. I love plot. Add it to the list. I don't know, David. Sometimes you think the plots are predictable. <laughs> And then you get mad about it. And sometimes you make us watch Holy Motors, which has yeah, no, no I plot. Was, I, was, I was kidding. I don't actually like plots that much. <laughs> plots. Who needs them? Not you. Lots of things. Lots of people. Lots of movies. David sacrifices his plots and exchanges them for more asterisks for Eric. <laughs> So, should we talk about the it's next episode? No! We still have to talk <laughs> about... It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense! It's the currency of catching up David. <laughs> he needs more! No, we still have to talk about Black Panther and how 
all of the different outfits that people wore were actually based on like various different cultures and countries and like very specific tribes and how they did a really there was a really in-depth uh twitter thread that had a lot of different sources cited that explained all the different like research that went into the looks and it was beautiful it was fantastic love yeah. it and i i we had to at least acknowledge that and also the thing at at challenge day that shuri wore that had like the jawbone i thought that was really cool yeah mostly i wanted to mention that i thought it was really cool no mostly i wanted I to mention really... all the hard work that went into the costumes yeah i really pre- i didn't like look anything up and so when I was watching it, I was like, wow, this looks legit and like research and care and effort went into this. But I not being uh, not 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 being equipped to actually recognize when that is true versus when I think it is true was like, I'm sure I'm sure this is true because I've never heard anybody complain about it. But I'm glad to hear you verify that. Yes. Uh, uh, real outfits. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. really interesting. And then and then this past weekend, no, not this past weekend, the weekend before that. No, a week ago, because I went during the week. It doesn't matter. I went it to the Marvel matter. exhibit, and I know that this is obviously not the same, because one is, like, being based on cultures, and the other one is just me admiring how the costume is made. But it was really cool to see the costumes up close that the actors actually wore in the movies, and they had T'Challa and Shuri and, ah, is it Okoye? I feel like I always say her name wrong. Okoye, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they had theirs, and it was so fascinating just to see all the detail that went into it. And I feel like Black Panther's suit is one of the few that you can actually see that detail even from a distance. But I feel like so often, you know, you have these looks that so much heart and soul and work and energy and time goes into... And it just looks like Captain America running around in red, white, and blue. So it's it was great for all three of those costumes. Like at one point they showed Shuri's pants and they have little tiny Ooh. diamonds on them. And oh, I did not so cool. notice that they have little tiny diamonds on them, but they do. And I just really loved that I got to see them up close. Big fan. A lot of heart and soul went into these costumes, both in the making, like literally constructing of them and the research. And I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. That, it is great. That's cool. You love to see it. Love to see it. You love to see it. Also, we did not talk about how great Okoye is and how she's oh, yeah. wonderful. We freaking, like, and yeah. we need to see her all the time. If there's anything Black everything. Panther related, she needs to be there. And then also, even when Black Panther isn't relevant, just because she can be. I agree wholeheartedly. I like that she tries to stick to her job and to her post and be like, I am loyal to Wakanda and therefore I am loyal to Wakanda's rules and traditions and how we're going to go about this. And then she realizes Killmonger sucks because he's <laughs> being bad, even with all of his asterisks. And well, then I mean, T'Challa I think... comes back and then she's like, huzzah, I do not have to. And she still is like playing by the rules, huzzah! but also breaking them at the same time. And... <laughs> And I Can really, really like her. Going huzzah! <laughs> she would see me metal. going huzzah, and then she would roll her eyes, and I would never gain her respect back if I <laughs> no, even had it to begin have, with. You would have no chances to get that back. Not a one. 
Just and that's okay. Me. Also, bummer that Daniel Kaluuya was was not great in this movie because, you know, this came out not too long after Get Out, and I was like, it's Daniel Kaluuya, and then oh yeah, and then I was like, oh, you're less you're less likable here. That's a bummer. But like, I don't. The actor was good. I liked that oh, character. He's great in everything he does. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just wanted to make yeah. sure that we gave respect to the wardrobe and to Okoye. Respect. Yes. And she is played David. I don't know if you knew this. She's Michonne on The Walking Dead. Not that I think that you're super aware of The Walking Dead, but it's popular enough that I feel like maybe you know who Michonne is. Uh, I read the comics. She's Michonne on the show. How's about that? Crazy. I like when she wears the wig and she hates it. Yes. And then throws it at somebody. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think, I think we, I think I at least covered my bases and the, the topics. Is there anything else we should talk about? Allie? I don't think I have any more bases. All right. You also exchanged your bases for more asterisks for Eric. Yes. David's so done with this. He does not want to continue. For David, it's so funny. There's no reason it should be, but it is. I genuinely couldn't tell if you were laughing or not, though, because you're so quiet that both times I did it, it's just silence. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's That's when I'm laughing really hard. That's like my silent laugh. It's, 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 I don't know why exchanging abstract concept for asterisks is so funny to me. It's because I'm the keep funny him, one, as the quiz keep said. Him more asterisks. You're not, though. I am. How many times have I made you like laugh so hard you do your silent laugh? Just this like, episode alone. Like once you've done that once. It's been at least thrice. That's David, a play lie. it back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to the tape. We'll, uh, don't do we'll, that. we'll count them up. Don't I do won't. that. All right. Next right. time. So next time, we have a special episode, since it's going to be episode 50, and we arbitrarily decided oh, yeah. that I get to choose a movie <laughs> once every 25 episodes. Uh, okay, we're gonna we might we might shorten that. Kristen and I haven't fully discussed it yet, but we but we might every we 19 might movies. <laughs> <laughs> We might yeah. we might lower that number. That would might be... being the operative word. Yeah, we'll see how this movie yeah. goes. Yeah. If it's as well as Holy Motors, we're gonna up that number. It's gonna be like every thirty three movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's as bad as Holy Motors. <laughs> All right. So next time, with our special catching up Hallie and Kristen episode. We have yeah. shoplifters. Woo! Tell us, tell us about shoplifters. shoplifters. Go, Hallie. Okay, so shoplifters is about 
twin orphans, Timmy and Jimmy, who've had a hard time growing up on the streets of London. But then they meet a friendly fish and chips shop guy named Tony, and he teaches them how to how to live life on the moral side. And once Timmy and Jimmy have a father figure who is invested in their well-being and takes them under their wing, they they try to set their lives on the straight and narrow until someone lifts Tony's shop off of where it is. And then they have to use their street smarts to outwit the shoplifters to get their fish and chips stuff back for their new dad. And it's also in black and white and German, even though it takes place in England. <laughs> yeah. That's shoplifters. All right. Yeah, they lift, they lift the whole awesome. shop. I can't wait right to watch Jimmy and Timmy. <laughs> they lift the whole shop. And Jimmy and Timmy get a dad, and his name is Tony, and I'm going to love it. Yeah. Kristen, yeah. tell me about See, shoplifters. I hate that you said it's about Timmy and Jimmy because this movie is actually about Stacy and Casey. <laughs> Stacy and Casey <laughs> are just like two friends from high school. They're not twins, they're not related. It's just a guy and a gal, and they're pals. And you know what? They shoplift on the side. It's their little side business because life is expensive and shoplifting is free. And then they meet up with an alien and the alien says, yo, I got a plan for you. Let's lift the whole shop. And so then while they're shoplifting, they have to go in and learn like the inner inner workings of the store and then try to also double cross the aliens so that they can lift the shop for themselves. And that's it. That's the whole movie. We don't know how it ends. They do not have a found father figure. There are no fish and chips. Um, there's probably some mall pretzels, but that's about it. Everything yeah. is probably in very muted tones and there's probably no enthusiasm in the words that people say. It's in German. Yeah, and do you know how hard it is yeah. to say German words without enthusiasm? These people it's... are going to find a way. Stacy and Casey have mastered it. <laughs> Stay tuned. Shoplifters. Hopefully yeah. coming Shoplifters. nowhere near you anytime soon. Yeah. Things are expensive, but shoplifting is free. That's the tagline. Yeah, that was on the poster. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I didn't look anything up about this movie before I wrote the synopsis, because that's cheating. I didn't know anything about it, so I went in I went in with that mindset. I still haven't looked anything up. I also haven't looked anything up, but I just know that life is expensive, or things are expensive, but shoplifting is free is on the poster. That's a, yeah. That's a, David, is that actually, is it? I'm confused. They're going to teach Eric how to shoplift some asterisks. Yeah. He doesn't need to. We just keep giving them to him. He, he wants them all. <laughs> he wants them all. So. All right. Get Shoplifters. David, am I even going to be able to find this movie at the library to check out? Am I going to have to, like, summon a demon and make a (laughs) devil to watch this? You can. I found it at the library. You can also 
watch it with me if you want to, but that's, you don't that's have doable. to. Um, anyways, yeah, my intro for Shoplifters. It's I'm not. It's not actually because I've seen it before, but um, this is kind of a newer favorite of mine. I did get a giant stack of movies that I've been meaning to watch from the library, as well as some old standbys, some old standbys that I really love and do like really want to show you. And I've just been going through them over the past couple of weeks, and this was the one that I was feeling the most. Like, okay. part of it is that even though it's kind of an unspoken rule on the podcast, I wanted to keep the film that I picked as one that came out in the last 20 years or so, or at least like within our lifetimes, which cut out some classics. Like um, there's a French fairy tale movie called Donkey Skin. There's a German movie called Wings of Desire. There's Jan Svenkmeier's Alice in Wonderland adaptation, all of which I really love and wanted to shout out just to, you know, we're probably not going to watch them for the podcast because they are a little bit older, but really love all of those. It just, you know, kind of disappointing that those are older, but it did help narrow the field for me a little bit. So I won't actually tell you anything about shoplifters. And if you do get the DVD from the library, don't read the box because it spoils something important that happens towards the end of the movie, which is kind of frustrating. Oh, why so, would the box do that? So don't, don't look at the back of the DVD box. Just take it out pop it in and uh and watch i will say that it's not a weird one like holy motors is a weird one i picked something yeah, that i okay. i hoped everyone would enjoy this time so um and it does like i mentioned earlier it reminds me of another movie that we've watched that we will discuss for next time okay so shoplifters 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 Lifters. Lifters. Yeah. Lifters. Lifters. <laughs> yeah. Lifting those shops. Lifting those shops. I like how both of your your summaries took the word shoplifters very literally. <laughs> yeah. Thing is, that's how you gotta do yeah. it. I somehow yeah. missed like the, the 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 Discord was cutting in and out a little bit during Hallie's, and so I genuinely did not hear the part where she said that they have to lift a whole shop. And so when David yeah. summarized it at the end and said that, I was like, "Well, Jiminy freaking cricket, that's what I was gonna do." <laughs> yeah. Too bad you copied me and I did it first, and that's called plagiarism. It is. That's yeah, exactly. Not in Germany, and this German movie, <laughs> this German movie. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that'll be for for two weeks, and yeah. or three weeks. I don't know when this one's coming out. Time is an illusion. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll be for next time, and uh, until then, so long, Kristen. So long, David. Goodbye, Hallie. Off Wiedersehen. And goodbye, listeners. <laughs>